Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a five-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete. And I am here recording at Tyler's house, which is a nice change of scenery. And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional five-star groom, a mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation, and a newly minted blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it's pretty exciting. Also here in my house with Emily, which is I'll get to in our goals section of the yeah of the podcast. So stay tuned. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome, and if you have, welcome back. As we said in our intro, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses, and we do this by discussing topics related to our four pillars, which are mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. In our main episode that we release once a month, we talk about goal setting, books, 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 the main topic, listener questions, and actionable advice. We've also released a few guest episodes, so be sure to check those out. Um, this particular episode, we're going to title Getting Back in Stride. Emily and I have both just been on a couple of adventures. Uh, we had two episodes dedicated to the road to Kentucky and the recap from Kentucky. Um, but the reason that this particular episode is getting released a little bit later in the month than, uh, is typical is that I just got back from a horse show in Germany this week. Um, so that was a big thing and we're just going to talk about, how my trip was and like how you kind of just readjust and get back to the grind. Perfect. Um, and I'm sure we can all relate to that. Absolutely. Getting back into it. So our first section that we're going to get into is our word of the year. And um, if you guys have listened already this year, you know that my word is dynamic and it. I like the word. I think it's been great. Um, again, it just like keeps me focused and thinking about what I need to do to like be dynamic. And uh, it's been a little bit strange, I guess, ever since Kentucky, like just trying to figure out my life and um Barry obviously had a break and now he's coming back, but I don't really have any shows. So I'm trying to like stay dynamic and, you know, keep moving forward, even though I'm not actually doing that much. Like right training now. your like, main guy. Like Barry's, yeah. Barry was your whole man. world there yeah. for like a while getting ready for Kentucky. It was like everything was just like about Barry in Kentucky. And then now yeah. you have to be dynamic and readjusting and saying like, yeah, I need other things to do. Yeah. So it's been a a little bit weird, you know. So I guess you, you kind of nailed that, really. It was like it was all about Barry. Basically, from the beginning of the year to Kentucky, it was like that was the main focus. And then we got that done. And now it's kind of like, what do we do? And we talked a little bit about that in, like, our Kentucky exclusive episodes, which we cut out these sections of the show on because we just wanted to kind of, like, have a good time and like talk about like this big thing because it was a really big thing for for both Emily and I to get there and do that um and experience that but 
it's really interesting to also now just kind of move forward and be like, okay, you know, it's, it's like we've talked about with goals, like setting a goal is great, but tomorrow's still going to come. Like whether it's the next day after you win a gold medal at the Olympics, or if, you know, even just a small goal, like I've been wanting to go training level or novice for the first time. And I, I did, it's like, there's always tomorrow. There's always the next day finish a doctorate it's like okay what's next yeah yeah and so just trying to be dynamic in choosing new goals and also like expanding my business and figuring out my whole life model basically so um yeah so that that's kind of me and as far as the goals go like one of my goals was to finish five star. So check, did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other one was to complete my 500 hour yoga teacher training. And I'm making good progress on that. You, you are. I was wondering. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm a little bit behind. I had to extend. So like you're supposed to do it within a year. Yeah. And I thought my year was up in like July, but it was actually in May. And I was like, well, I'm not done. So like yeah. I just extended it. Um which is fine. Like you had to pay extra for that, but I mean, there's it's like no way with Kentucky. No, that I couldn't do it. Be. It just got pushed on the back burner, and um, so I've been trying to do, you know, work it into my schedule, the best that I can. So yeah, and I think it like goes to show that I don't know. I feel like actually I'll tie it into a book that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. There's a book called Range by David Epstein that's mm-hmm. all about like being a generalist and like why that's advantageous to like super specializing in something. But I think with anything, there's positives and there's drawbacks to both sides of the situation, right? Like if you were like super specialized and you were just going to say, I'm going to focus on my yoga teacher training, like it would have been done in the year. But look at what else you've accomplished in that year. Like you were able to finish 21st at Kentucky as a rookie, first time, fantastic and so like just because you didn't necessarily finish something in the time allowed or like allotted it doesn't mean that you're not growing as a person and I feel like probably the experiences that you had reaching that big goal is going to have lessons that transfer to finishing your your yoga teacher training of like commitment and like time management yeah all of those things and thank you. That's a good reminder because I'm like, oh, God, I should have finished this. And But it's like, wait, I've been doing other stuff. Yeah. And I just – so this will get done. It is important, but it just hasn't been top of the list. So absolutely working on it. But what about you? Tell me about your word and your goals and – Yes. Yeah, so I've got thrive as my word of the year. And, like, to me, again, like this – to thrive has always been about being in the present moment because – when you go through as many books of like higher performers and secrets to success that I have been through, it's, it always come back to living life fully in the present moment. And to be able to thrive is to be able to give your full attention to something, which again is Emily giving her full attention to getting to Kentucky and putting yoga teacher training on the back burner for a second. It's me going to Germany for two weeks and like I did a little bit of like watching some jujitsu videos and stuff like that but I didn't like let it ruin my life that I wasn't making my 
jujitsu journey any mm-hmm. better while I was in a foreign country and unable to train. Like, yeah. And I feel like in the past, like when I started CrossFit, I was like, oh, like I have to do CrossFit every day. Like I'd go on trips and I'd like make a CrossFit workout in the hotel room. And like, there's something to be said for either side. Like I think being committed to your goals is important and like being consistent with your identity and who you are, but also understanding that like, in some cases and some levels being so fully committed to something can take you out of the present moment or maybe I should say being so committed on multiple things which like I think is fantastic like to be fully committed in a lot of things but like you have to learn to compartmentalize that so like the week leading up to Kentucky I'm like okay like this is my priority right now like the horses come first like in Germany I'm like number one thing is like the horses I had some schoolwork to finish but like luckily that was doable with all the travel and whatnot but to me to thrive is to do things well and to do things well is to be in the present moment and so just like constantly reminding myself of that as someone who is juggling quite a bit on the plate um, and realizing that there might be times to force yourself into a transition phase because it's just like you simply can't do 10 things at once. Not well. Not well. Not well. Um, but as far as my goals, so this year we did a two plus one goal setting model. So we had like two main goals and one stretch goal, which is, you know, contrasted to our previous 20 goals for 2020 or 19 goals for 2019. Like that's a lot of goals. And I think it's been kind of cool to focus on those little things. So One of my goals was to work towards um, having my own living situation that was Mm -hmm. like outside of my work. And um, I know I talked a bit about potentially buying a a little piece of land and building a cabin. And while that's still a dream of mine, um, the opportunity came up for uh, my boyfriend and I to move into the apartment at his uh, family's property. So there's like an apartment completely separate from the main house. It's got a bedroom, an office, kitchen, like everything that you can need. Um, and it's super nice and just like in our transition phase, I think it's like the perfect thing for us. So, um, a way of checking off a goal while still working towards the future, yeah. um, because that also allows us to financially put away more money to make the cabin goal more of a reality. Yeah. So I think that's like a kind of a good example of like stepping stone goals along the way, like just because I didn't go out and do the big thing right away doesn't mean like this is like a huge step towards that like I have my own place that's not like attached to my work it's not um you know like when I'm turning 27 in a month like living with your co-workers gets a little old so it's nice to like have your own space and um I've been really loving that um but I also owe it to my wonderful boyfriend to um my stretch goal is getting checked off in two weeks so he is taking me uh we're actually born on the same day which is wild like we just met we're like oh yeah like like, I I just had a birthday you just had a birthday when's your birthday July 29th oh me too yeah (laughs) so what are the odds I guess one in 365 but yeah 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 yeah. he's uh he's a gem and he's gonna take me to Costa Rica for a jujitsu trip so I wanted to go yeah on like some sort of retreat like whether it be like meditation jujitsu uh yoga like I wanted to go somewhere but like 
I love the idea of vacationing, but I don't actually love sitting still for like 24 hours right. in a day. Um, so this is like a good mix of we're going to get to do some excursions. There's like hot springs sloths um what more could you want zip line i'm gonna go horseback riding like, Are you? on the beach i make a a promise to myself if i'm on vacation i don't touch a horse i usually <laughs> like, make that similar vow but i actually have always wanted to go horseback riding on the beach on the beach i mean that's like yeah i could see see why you'd want to do that but then there's like four days like we're going early so that we can like have a little extra time in costa rica just like do costa rica things but the four days of the retreat you do like four hours of jujitsu a day along with excursions yeah and like sunset cruises that sounds amazing like that. i can't wait to hear all about it so that's my early birthday present and i'm super pumped and i'm really excited to check off that goal because i was like there's no way that's happening this yeah. year i like just put it down what are the dates again um we leave july like it's the 13th through the 18th, I think. Or okay, so we're either going to have to release next month early or late. I know, but I think that we can do maybe like the, the 10th and the 11th weekend yeah. unless you have a horse show. We'll cross that bridge. We'll figure we that there. out. We're having personal yeah. uh, personal chats on air. <laughs> right. But uh, Emily and I are actually pretty excited for this episode because we also haven't seen each other in yeah, a hot second. Too. So we'll catch like, up. We'll just catch up along yeah. the way. Uh, but then my, my other goal is to do an IBJJF tournament this year, um, which is a basically like the recognized version of doing a jiu-jitsu competition, which I started applying for like my card for that, like you yeah. have to be official. Um, and because I got promoted to Blue Belt, like I can actually go and like do it at Blue Belt, which is cool. So. That is cool. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll find out a weekend where I can get one of those on the yeah. calendar, but it's getting busy. Yeah. Well, you are making great strides towards your goals, Thank and you. I love that you are thriving. Thank you. I can definitely tell that you are. So You're such a dynamic human being, Emily. Well, thank you. Okay, moving on. Books, books, books. Books, books. I don't think we said it right. Well, I said it first, and then you chimed in after, it's but like, we can try it again. Books, books, books! Okay. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Um, Emily, it's been a while since we've done the books, books, books segment on air. Yeah. What have you been up to reading wise? I read, it's actually been a little bit because we, we've missed like two months or something yeah. of books, books, books. So um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty and he has the On Purpose podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, I highly suggest it. Um, so Jay was... A monk for several years and then um now he like does podcasts and youtube videos and it's he's all got, about like, like the inspiration. most adorable is it his wife is he married to, yeah, yeah he's Roddy. got the most adorable wife yeah. who's like plant-based and they're yeah. both plant-based but but they're like like he's just i love listening to his stuff and he's got such a good perspective and like a really positive energy about him so anyways, this book, Think Like a Monk, it basically takes what he learned while he was a monk and he kind of breaks down like how you can apply some of those teachings to everyday life. And um, it was just, it was like a good read. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, yeah. So. Average size book, small book, easy it was to like, read. It was read. easy enough to read, but it was like, you know, maybe 300 pages or okay. something. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. it was a 
you know, there's enough to it for yeah. sure. But um, the way it was like broken down and then he kind of gives you exercises to do. So there's some actionable advice, which you all know that we love actionable advice. Absolutely. So um, yeah, that was a good read. I would suggest it. And then um, the other thing that I am currently reading is the Bhagavad Gita, uh, which was translated by Eknath Iswaran. I'm sure I'm butchering that name, but um, it's, so I'm reading it for my yoga teacher training. Yeah. And basically it's an ancient Hindu scripture and it's actually the most read religious text like in the world. So above like the Bible or. Interesting. Yeah. Um, any other, I'm blanking on other religious texts. but I don't know. Um, I'm going to say yeah, something that just... I shouldn't. So <laughs> anyway, it is the most read religious text. And basically it's the story about Arjuna, who's this warrior. And this is like old old story been around for like thousands of years um so it tells the story about arjuna who's this warrior and he's about to go into battle and like he's the leader and he um i guess before you like do battle the leaders and again i'm probably maybe it's called something other than a leader but (laughs) whoever leads their um army into war like, surveys the the site before, like, war begins. Mm -hmm. And so Arjuna's, like, looking at the other army, like, the opposing army, and he sees, like, all these people he knows. And um, anyway, like, has this kind of existential crisis and is like, I don't want to fight these people. Like, you know, they're my family, friends, like, whatever. And um, so he, like, breaks down and starts talking to Krishna, who's, like, his god. And then they have this conversation about, like, what's the point of life? And, like, it's really interesting. Like, it's very, um, there's a lot to it. But I have a copy of that because someone in the streets of Philadelphia handed it to me one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good read. Like, there's just a lot of philosophy in it, and it's, like, you know, you can get a lot out of it even if you're not religious. I think that that can be said of a lot of religious texts. Like, yeah. if you go into it with an open mind, no matter how you identify, like, there's something to take away for yeah. sure. And, like, it's, like, it's a story that you can learn from. And, yeah. you know, I think people can learn a lot from stories of other people's life, whether it's fact or fiction. Absolutely. Um, That's what I love to read. Yeah. So anyway, that's that is what I'm reading. What about you, Tyler? Okay, so I I'm gonna start with what I'm embarrassed about first because I got into this like I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I was like, I need a fiction book and I like found this like romance author in my uh-huh. audiobook and her name's Christina Loren. And I listened to this book and I was like, This is literally like listening to a Hallmark movie. <laughs> like you know, some it's gonna there's a romance of like unlikely proportions right and then something stirs it up but they end up happy in the end and i listened to like four or five different books like that you got really into it and then i listened to a, a another one of hers that was like hallmark channel x oh and i was like oh god um 
it's like it's like some Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I was already so into the author that you I like listened to, to it anyways. It. No shame. Um, but no shame. I mean, that was good. Like if you're looking for some entertainment, I'd say Christina Loren. Like definitely check her out. Guilty pleasure. Um, but I also listened to which I mentioned a little bit earlier, Range by David Epstein, which like discusses how important it is. To not be so specific in your quest of, like, who you want to be or what you want to do. And there's, like, so many examples in the book of, like, okay, like, here's people that got really good at something. And here's what else they did besides that thing. To show you that, like, you can have diverse interests and still get really good at that thing. Yeah. And there's examples of, like, people who, like, start classical violin at age 20. And they say, oh, like, you're never going to be able to catch up, like, the people that are, like, professional violinists have been practicing since they were five. And it's, like, it's fine. It's fine to learn new things when you're yeah. an adult. People think that they they can't learn new things when they get older. But, like, the whole thing is that, like, you peak in your, you know, later in life. It's not when you're yeah. young that you're good at learning things. Like, you can continue to learn and grow and, like, basically just, like, be more of a benefit to society by doing more yeah. instead of, like, being I- on a narrow path. That seems very inspirational, and people could get a lot out of that. It was really good. I yeah. I will admit that I listened to it on the plane ride home, and so I, I did doze in and out while I was listening <laughs> to it. you were tired. I would, like, wake up and then, like, rewind, like, a couple chapters and then, like, fall back yeah. to sleep, wake up. You know, it was, but it was really so, good. I have to ask. I feel like this was a reread. I Have, have you not talked about this? No. Or um, did I hear about this on another podcast? You Maybe might have was... heard about it on another podcast. David Epstein also wrote a book called The Sports Gene, which, like, he um, basically, like, researched, is there, like, a gene to for yeah. people to be athletic okay. and, like, proves that, like, you know, it's not, like, necessarily a nature thing. Um, I've definitely been interested in this book for yeah. a long time. I, I have never read it, though, okay. um, and this is the first time I'm listening to it, for nice. sure. But. I mean, obviously, among topics that I've been interested in and have discussed before on this podcast. Um, And then I also made some progress on Infinite Jest, which is the, like, thousand-page book that I'm reading um, by David Foster Wallace. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's actually really, really difficult to read. Like, there's 17 different plot lines going on. Like, some of it's super dense. Like, you don't really know what's going on at points but then there's like every once in a while like it really grips me and I'll like yeah. read like one time I'm like where's this storyline going like I need to know um and it's actually like uh part of it's set in like an elite tennis academy and part of it's set in a halfway house hmm. so it was actually super interesting because like you've got elements of sports psychology you've got elements of addiction counseling like all the stuff that I'm discussing in school is like popping up in, like, little bits. So, like, every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I can't get enough of this. And then I'll yeah. just be completely lost. Um, so mm-hmm. um, I'm, like, probably 250 pages into it, which I think is, like, a pretty good chunk for, like, it's teeny tiny print and, like, yeah. huge book. Um, that's that, uh, overwhelming. That's, yeah. But I, I did a lot of that overseas, too. Um, so that's good. I I don't know. Maybe I should have hit, hit up the audiobook version of that. But... <laughs> I don't know if I'd be more or less lost. So Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, and then I'm currently listening to Alicia Keys' book, which is called More Myself. And I listened to that a while ago. It's so I good. I like it. I, yeah. I think it's, she actually did the 
audiobook. Yeah, she read it, and it's cool because she sings sometimes. Yeah, in it, and the and piano love plays, and like yeah. other people talk, and I don't know. It's just definitely like her quest for like being real and being herself in the spotlight. And I think that you know, no matter what you do, whether you're at a fame level or you're just you know in an everyday role there are always going to be people influencing you and your decisions and your path in life. So mm-hmm. it's, like, interesting to see, like, I just, like, finished a part where she goes to um, Egypt because, like, yeah. she felt like it was calling to her and she just wanted to, like, cut out life for a while and have, like, three weeks of solitude in uh, in Cairo. And that was pretty cool, like, to just be like, okay, like, I'm pretty famous, but I'm just going to go, like, peace out for a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good good listen. It's a good listen for sure. All right, so um, you guys might be sick of us talking about books, 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 so now we're going to jump into the main topic. Although, you know, we just, we had a lot of books because we haven't done this in a while, so. I think it's pretty great. I think you guys should check some of them out for sure. Yeah. Okay, main topic. We're going to start with kind of a little Germany recap, Tyler, so tell us everything. Like, what, all the things. Like, okay. Some people may not be familiar with horse travel overseas and, like, planes. Like, what are the logistics? What did you have to do to get ready? And, like, how did that work? I mean, I feel like anyone from the street, when you tell them that, like, you put a horse on an airplane, they're like, or, like, I'm like, I'm going to Germany with a horse. They're like, how do you get it there? Yeah. Like, in an airplane. Right. What? What are you talking about? It's this um this experience was a, a little bit different than my experience going to the Netherlands. Um, when I went to the Netherlands, the horses went on a KLM flight, which is like a normal flight with um human passengers on it, and then they have like pretty much no idea that there's horses in the back of the plane, which is kind of cool when you think of it. Like yeah. you know, just this little plane, horses in the back, um, and <laughs> this time I was in a cargo flight, so it's like all cargo. There's, like, a little cockpit up top with, like, six seats. And it was pretty cool because it was, like, self-serve first class. I had literally so much leg room. It wasn't yeah. even funny. Uh, they have, like, a whole bar. Especially on the way there, there's, like, so much food. They're, like, the, the European grooms that were with us. So there was two European grooms that had just flown over with a bunch of horses. And they were just on the flight home to get back home. Yeah. Um, but it was just our two horses on the way there. So it was like, they just kind of showed us the ropes and, uh, they were like, we're going to sleep, but like, here's the kitchen and stuff. And she's like, Oh, you Americans. There's like literally a whole sandwich tray with like probably 25 sandwiches per person on the flight. Like what? Yeah. Like, like 25 sandwiches, like per person, like a whole dessert tray that had like six different little like pastries on it per person on the flight there was like veggie that trays seems excessive there was fruit trays i hope they like did something with all of this food because i clearly I, didn't eat it i all. i hope so because i like one sandwich tray got broken into like one dessert tray got broken into like i'm like i have celiac disease i can't eat all of this food <laughs> yeah. i can't eat the sandwiches um but no, it was good. I had some little salmon. There's like a little oven on there. You like put your food in the oven and heat it up for yourself. That's fun. And then there's just like a door with stairs and you like go down these stairs 
and there's cargo everywhere. You've got like a space that's literally as wide as you are to like crawl back to the horses and the horses were in the back of the plane. So you're like just like walking next to all this cargo. And then the the container that it's in is basically like um, if you think of like a small like two horse bumper pull trailer yeah. and you cut off like the front part. It's just, like, a little box with, like, two yeah. horses in it. Uh, you can fit three horses in them, actually, but, like, for our horses, we, we do two to a box. Yeah. Um, on the way home, we ended up flying with 29 horses, and ours were the only two that were, like, two to a box. The rest of them were three. Um, and so that was kind of crazy. And, yeah, you, like, grab, like, an oxygen mask to go downstairs. You just, like, go up and tell the pilots, like, hey, I'm going down to check on the horses. Is that okay? Like, making sure you're in, like, a clear yeah. thing of flight. But, um, yeah, our our pilots on the way to Germany, like, I don't think they would have talked to me if I didn't go talk to them. At one yeah. point I was like, I'm just going to go say hi to the pilots right now and hope that's okay. <laughs> And then I had a nice little, like, conversation with them about, like, I was like, how far away are we from uh, where we're going? Um, It was only a six-hour flight there, um, which was kind of crazy because we ended up taking, like, a seven- or eight-hour lorry ride to the event. Yeah. So the horses spent more time in the lorry than they did in the plane. Yeah, that's wild. And, okay, so we we arrive at, Mm -hmm. like, two o'clock in the morning. And had these other grooms not been with us, I have no clue how we would have known where to get to. Like, they just take us off the plane. There's, like, a shuttle there for, like, for us to go to the customs. But the customs is not real customs. It's, like, staff customs. So you just, like, flash your passport. And they're like, okay, like, go. Like, you just, you're here now. And it was, like, a 15-minute walk. From where we were to where the horses are. Oh. And the guy's like, okay, so, like, you just go in there. I go in. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. The lady speaks French, not English. There's no English. And she just, like, points at a door. She's like, you can go back there. So me and the other groom, Meredith, are, like, walking around looking like, where are our horses? What are we doing? Like, Yeah, like, what do we, how do we? What's the plan here? Like, zero communication about what's going on. These two, like, ladies in, uh, in like, safety vests pop up, and they're like, we have your horses, but, again, not a lot of English going on. And I'm like, I'm happy to take the horses from you. I just have no clue where they're going Yeah, right like, now. what do we do with them? Um, and luckily, like, our lorry driver was outside, and Miranda was, like, the MVP of the trip. Like, she was the coolest lady. Um, she was so nice. She's like, oh, like, I'm going to open up these stalls. Like, we'll just have these stalls ready for your horses um, because we had to wait for equipment. So we're, like, Mm. in the airport from, like, 2 to 5 in the morning just waiting for the equipment, which was nice for the horses because then they got to, like, go in a stall, hang out for a little bit um, before getting on the lorry again. And we just, like, sat. It's, like, 2 a.m. there, but... I don't know. We had just slept on the plane. I it's six hours like, ahead. Time is I'm like, it? I don't, I don't even know. know what time it is. Um, finally, we like get on the lorry, sleep, pretty much the whole lorry ride to the show, and like we got to the show around uh, noon or one, and everyone at Lamoulin was so nice, like so inviting. It's not quite. 
the airport was everyone was nice just nobody spoke english like right. everyone at lamulan was like oh like what can we do for you like well and we were able to go straight to the event so that was cool um and yeah no i mean like getting over is weird and surreal yeah. like, it's a lot it's a lot of waiting around yeah um, even we even got to jfk 4 p.m. the day before the flight and the flight wasn't until 1 p.m. the next day you load the horses at 11 because the cargo has to go up and stuff um but yeah it's it's a lot of waiting a lot of traveling but the horses do so well with it actually um, yeah surprisingly you well. go and they they drank a lot of water on the flight like no drama even with the 29 horses that i flew back with there was some of them didn't want to load up originally, yeah. which was fun. At <laughs> On the way back, we left our horse hotel at 8 p.m. We got to the airport at, like, basically 2 in the morning. Had to go through the little, like, back security check. Loaded horses from, like, 4 to 6. And then the flight took off at 7. Wow. So we, like, pretty much... We're there for like we had left twelve hours before we That's took off. So pretty wild. much. Um, wow. And yeah, there was and that was actually kind of fun because we brought a sales horse home from Germany and it was on the flight that I was oh, on. Cool. So I got to meet him at the horse hotel and Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think that was like good information for people that are interested. Because, like I've never actually flown with yeah. a horse. So like, I'm like, wow. Like, I've heard about it from you and Emma and other grooms, but that's pretty crazy. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I also was, like, a boss about packing the least equipment possible this yeah. time. When I went to the um, the Netherlands, nobody really told me, like, the process of how many times you have to move your equipment. Because, like, you go to the airport, you have to put it on the lorry, you have to, like... When we went to the Netherlands, we went, like, three different places. And all I had at the time were these big black trunks that had no wheels on them. So we were, like, the bane of the show because, like, our, our trunks were, like, barely liftable. Yeah. I, like, had so much. I don't even, looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how I had that much stuff. Like, I was just yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll need this. Maybe I'll need right. that. Um, so I went bare minimum. I put all of my, like, shampoo and condition we got all these like free shampoo bottles at kentucky like little sample yeah. size babies i was like 10 days i need a sample size shampoo sample Heck size yeah. conditioner sample size shoshin let's go and so i like condensed everything and i was able to fit it all in two trunks one duffel bag and then like basically you just like put duct tape on your buckets because like those don't really fit anywhere yeah um so you duct tape tape your buckets together um there's like a lot of that goes into that side of it too of you know, carnet papers, like there's, you have to have the exact number of items that you write on this list that go into the country so yeah. they know that you're not bringing anything back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's a lot that goes into it. You got to make sure that the health certificates are in order. Like horses usually have to have Coggins within three months. If not like within the month, there are certain shots they can have, certain shots they can't have. Um, and luckily, like, you know, there's a lot of people that help you along the way. The first time I went overseas, I got to go with Max Corcoran and she like really showed me the way. And I went in with to this time with like no stress. I was like, Meh, 
you know like it's all good it's fine we're just going to you a did different it con- it didn't feel real until i was like actually there and even then i was like are we really in germany like i don't we made it to a different country like yeah i don't know it's like very strange um but it was a really cool experience cool and what about the actual event how how was that? Did they have any spectators there? No, no. they did not have spectators. Um, it was really interesting because uh, the COVID restrictions in Germany had just lifted like two weeks before we got there. Mm-hmm. So I asked like the lorry drivers, I was like, are the restaurants going to be open and stuff? And she's like, they literally just opened two weeks yeah. ago, um, which we were really lucky. Got to eat a bunch of really good food there. Uh, but no, yeah, the event was like actually kind of small as mm. far as like five stars go. Like there was how a, was it compared to Kentucky? Like yeah, smaller than Kentucky. Much smaller. Okay. There was only because there was a there same same thing as Kentucky. There's a five star long and a four star short. Yeah. Um, but there was only about twenty five horses in the five long because of the they basically like at the last minute decided not to let. English riders in unless they quarantined somewhere else for 10 days before um, which we were actually stabled right next to Andrew Hoy and I was talking to his groom and she was like yeah like we had to go um, I think they were in like Aachen for 10 days before like they they had to go somewhere else for 10 days before Um, so that was kind of crazy and it's crazy to think too that we were the first American eventing horses to my knowledge, to have gone overseas to compete since COVID. Yeah. Because nothing else has really gone off yeah. yet. Um, but no, I mean, it was it was very nice, very well organized, not very crowded. Um, the, the venue was lovely. There's mm-hmm. like two huge tax stores, like literally walking distance from the event. Nice. Um, so if I had forgotten something, I would have been covered, it. covered yeah. too. Um. But yeah, I don't know, like the, it was so cool to be in the presence of all these like wonderful international riders and, you know, different accents, different language. We were stable to cross from like the Chinese riders and hmm. like uh, Japanese riders were there and uh, the U.S. team kind of made the call after Kentucky of like, okay, Kentucky's done, like this is our team, but a lot of these riders were still fighting for their spots on the Olympic teams. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to like watch and be a part of. And, um, you know, the cross country course ended up being really difficult. It wasn't, um, unfortunately Jenny did have a problem on cross country, but it just, it wasn't just her. There was 24 horses, uh, because one didn't make it through the jog. So 24 horses went through dressage and only 15, uh, Made That's it crazy. to show jumping. So yeah. That was like, what, two-thirds of the field? Um, and a huge shout-out to Ariel Gerald, who we were with, because um, she ended up finishing third, and that was so cool to see. And, like, also continue to be a team player, like, even when things didn't go the way that I wanted them to with, like, our our, our horse and rider and everything. Um, but to see a U.S. rider have a podium finish at a five-star, that hasn't happened since... Uh, Boyd on Shamwari uh, in 2014, who is actually also third at Lamoulin, and Sinead uh, Halpin and Manard, I cannot say this name, Emily. What, what was her name? Manoir de Carnaval. Thank you. In 2012, um, who came second at Burley. 
Um, thanks, Equa Ratings, for that statistic. That was actually pretty cool to see. Um, and So, good finish for the U.S. Yeah, good finish for the U.S., and, and that's kind of... This sport is so hard. Like, there's it so is. many it's little so things hard. that can go wrong, and, like, little things that go wrong for everyone. Even Michael Young had a frangible down. Like, it's even the best of the best have their bad days and you kind of just have to keep trucking and keep going forward. It's all about resilience. At least I got to go to the zoo, so. Yeah. Those pictures were cool. What was your favorite part about the zoo? Okay, there was like a lot of cool things about the zoo. We zoomed through. We had like, the riders were on a course walk and we were like, the horses have been ridden for like two hours this morning. We've walked them for an hour. They want to rest. So we went to the zoo. Um, we didn't do dressage until like late on Friday. So we had like a lot of downtime before the show. And there was like a couple different areas where they just had like a bunch of deer loose. Just like wandering. Just loose and wandering. You pet them and stuff like that. Um, but then there was also these really weird pigs that looked like dogs. (laughs) I saw that video. (laughs) They were literally, they had like floppy ears like a basset hound yeah. but little pig snozzles and i was like i don't Sno- even know what was that word snozzles <laughs> little pig snozzles and like there was this thing that literally looked like it walked out of avatar i don't know i called it big papa it was like just this giant like yak buffalo thing and like big pop i was like what's going on like what is this animal some weird German animals. I don't know. It was very strange, but, you know, oh. they had some... St- there was, oh, a huge chicken exhibit. Like, wow. a giant exhibit. Did they not have chicken? For different kinds of chickens. Germany. And I was like... I looked at Meredith and I was like, we don't need to look at the chickens. Yep. There's literally I've chickens at my farm. I've <laughs> seen chickens, thanks. But, uh, but yeah, it was That's fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was an experience, right? And it like, always is. Yep. Oh, I did get yelled at in, okay, this was, this. I tried to use the sauna, right? They're like, oh, like the sauna's open until 12, I'm like, great, like I'm going to go yeah. use the sauna, like put on a bathing suit, and I'm just laying in the sauna, and it's like limit two people per sauna, yeah. whatever, but nobody else is in there. Yeah. And this old man comes up to me in a towel, like doesn't even want to come in the sauna, and opens up and just starts yelling at me in German. And I have no clue what I was doing wrong. But my only assumption is that it was wearing a bathing suit in the sauna. And, like, I was supposed to be naked or something. Right. Because... Or is there, like, male saunas and female saunas? No, I mean, I definitely read the sign. There was, like, two... There were different kinds of saunas, but I don't think... Based on my limited reading ability of the German language, like, there was, I don't know what happened, but there was definitely, when I got up and I walked past the other sauna, I saw naked people in there. Yeah, and I think at, that's how you do it in Germany. At one point, I'm pretty he said, sure that's he how said you do it. he's, like, shaking his head and, like, kind of, like, gesturing to his body like this. Yeah. And he goes, textile, or something like that. And oh. I was like, I'm so sorry, like. What am I doing wrong? I'm just, I was like, it's a bathing suit. Like, I'm li- I, like, but, I am not comfortable. But being... I hope that, like, whatever he was yelling at me, it, I was so uncomfortable. Did you just get up and leave? And I like... was just speaking English back down because I was like, I literally have no clue what you're saying. He's just, like, shaking his head. I'm like, who are you, the sauna police? Like, why can't I wear a bathing suit in here? 
Um, so yes, I did leave and he was, he just like, I honestly thought he was going to spit on me or punch (laughs) me. I don't know. It was a very interesting experience. to the experience of Germany. Maybe someone can tell me if it's illegal to wear a bathing suit (laughs) in the sauna in Germany. Please message us about that. Yeah. So, wow. So, Germany, that happened. Yeah, I did it. It was a trip. Yeah. Cool. Well... Anything else, or that might just sum it up. I think we need I to think leave it. I think that was the golden nugget the, to yeah, end on. We need to leave it with the, that. Tyler might have been arrested for wearing a bathing suit in the sauna. <laughs> so, um, on that note, I think we should probably just jump into our listener question. Sounds great, Emily. Okay. <laughs> listener questions. Well, actually, we have a question. Is it illegal to wear a swimsuit? <laughs> In a sauna in Germany. Okay, so that's our question to you. Now, as far as your questions to us, um, we had we posted something on our um, whole equestrian Facebook group, our community, I guess, and um, just kind of a random like, what are you guys thinking? Like, what can we help you with? And we had a really interesting point of view from one of our listeners, and basically she was saying how she has, like, she's, you know, she's been working on a lot of things. She's been doing really well with her horse. But she has a hard time accepting compliments when people, like, you know, tell her what a good, yeah, yeah, when when she receives compliments. She has a hard time with that. And, um, you know, she'll be like, oh, well, this, this, and that. Like, it didn't go perfect and, you know, kind of not accepting the compliment and just focusing on all the things she could have done better. And this really resonated with me because I have a hard time with that too. Instead of just being like, oh, thank you. I'll be like, oh, well, I could have done that. Or like, oh, well, this person wasn't in the class or, you know, whatever. Like, so um, I just thought that was a very interesting thing. And Tyler, maybe from your sports psychology standpoint, you can talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people don't like embracing positivity because there's fear of being like ego driven and like don't get me wrong like you shouldn't be an egomaniac but like finding the space to give yourself a pat on the back especially when others are recognizing it like I mean I think that you should recognize your strengths and um learn on you know, we've talked about exercises like that before, like finding your superpower, um, really like leaning into positive things of self so that you can embrace it and enjoy it. Um, but I think that oftentimes like our hesitancy towards accepting compliments is this self-critical aspect of like, oh, like it's not as good as it should be. And I think I've, I've said before, like, even if, you're not 100% happy with where you are, like, you should always give yourself the credit for, like, the progress that you have made because chances are if someone is recognizing something that you are doing, you are making progress that you can't see. And, like, we are our own worst critic for sure. for sure. Like, there are probably things, like, that you're like, oh, God, like, I can't believe I this is who I am or this is what I did or this is what I do. And other people don't notice it um, because 
again, we actually are pretty ego driven. Like Mm -hmm. most people are more preoccupied with themselves than with other people. Um, So if you think that like even little things, you think that spinach in your teeth is like the end of the world, like people don't even notice. They forgot. Yeah. They forgot. As soon as it happened. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What's your perspective experience with like accepting? I feel like I'm like, you're right. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler has no problem accepting compliments. She's no. I give myself the compliments. Yeah, which is great. I think um, also it can be like a not wanting people to focus too much on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like it's hard to take it because you're like, oh, like, do you know? I mean, I'm not explaining this well, but it's like. You're like, oh, no, like. Yeah, like trying to play to it off. Like, right. It doesn't have to be about. And. It doesn't always have to be about you, but, like, sometimes it can be, and, like, that's okay, and it, um, yeah, accept the compliments when they come, and then, yeah, yeah. I just went to my, um, 10-year high school reunion, and that was, like, I'm, like, let me tell you about my accomplishments. (laughs) So humble over there. (laughs) She's so humble. I just got back from Germany. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But no, that was fun. That was a surreal experience. It was pretty interesting, like, going The high seeing... school reunion. Yeah. I have not been to one. But I tried to, like, give out compliments, too. Yeah, Like, good. you know? And that's that's the thing. I think that for every, like, time that you feel like you're not able to accept compliments, like, think about times that you've given out compliments to someone and, like, seen how their mood changes and that's seen true. how it affects them. And, like, why can't you just let let yourself have that right I like that that's actually a good way to look at it perfect well hopefully that helped um and you want to talk about some actionable advice I do so we were kind of like well there's not exactly a theme to this episode (laughs) so it's hard to like pinpoint some actionable advice however we did spend quite a lot of time talking about books 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 so our actionable advice for this month is if you are interested in audiobooks, which I think everybody should be, it's a great way to like get your reading in, but not actually like sit and read. Good um, thing to multitask. Yeah, like while you're driving to work, yeah, or you know, mucking stalls, tacking up horses. Yeah, some mindless thing that you can do and listen to a book. Yeah. Um, So our advice for you guys is to get a library card if you don't have one from your local library. Like you can usually apply online and then you have to go into the physical location and like get your card. Like they send it in the mail, but then I don't know about for you, but for me, I have to now go into my actual library because they want to make sure like I'm a real Oh, really? I didn't have to do that, but COVID restrictions were more Okay. Yeah, tight. so I actually need to go do that because I think mine, like, technically expires soon unless I go in. So yeah. that is a actionable advice piece for me. That Emily's going to take. <laughs> that I'm going to take. But for you guys, go in or go online, get a library card if you don't have one, and then get the Libby app. And you can get all these audiobooks for free. It's great. Um, sometimes you have to be on a wait list, like, because the, um, libraries only have, like, so many copies of the audiobooks. I think that's just a hoax, but. (laughs) It it might be, but, um, 
anyway, so sometimes you have to wait, but like if they're older books, you can usually get them right away. Um, but there's enough options, like just put them on your wait list and eventually yeah, and they'll come around. They just come up. Yeah. Um, so it will change your life for free. So go out and do that. Boom. Yep. What's next? Well, we have a clinic in Wisconsin that's coming up. It's at North Star Equestrian in Green Bay on Saturday, July 31st. And you can find um, that clinic on striderpro.com. And we're also working on putting together another kind of a la carte clinic on Sunday, August 1st, uh, which is the day after, obviously. And that's at Wildwood Farm, or sorry, Wild Wind Farm in Sheboygan. Um, So... Yeah, we don't have anything on Strider Pro yet for that. We're going to do a little bit of different advertising, but you can find the one in Green Bay on the website. I think we have the link hooked up in our bio on Instagram. And then uh, stay tuned for like some more options about the one in Sheboygan on that Sunday. Yeah, we're and looking if, forward to it. And if you, you know, if you like Emily, riding with Emily on Saturday, you can come meet her on Sunday, too, and same thing for me. Like, it'll be pretty good, interchangeable, easy. Yeah, yeah you can just extend your learning experience if you want to. Exactly. Green Bay and Sheboygan aren't that far away. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. What um, else? We'd like to have some more experts on our show that tie into our four pillars of mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. So... If you have any suggestions, if you'd like to get more information about the whole equestrian and what we do, if you're interested in mental toughness coaching or some sort of virtual lesson or in-person lesson, if you're in the Chester County, Chester County area, all of that you can inquire um, on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, or you can email us at thewholeequestrian at gmail.com. And uh, really exciting news that we have a new sponsorship coming soon. So stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, we'll hopefully be tying that in in the next month or two. So. Boom. Yeah. Well, we're happy to be back to our quote unquote normal episode. And we hope that you are too. And maybe you learned something along the way. Uh, we love to hear your feedback again, uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, our email, reach out to us, tell you, tell us how we are doing, tell us what you'd like to hear from the show. We are here for you guys. So if there's any topics that you'd like us to address, we've had quite a few episodes inspired by our listeners and we'd like to keep that momentum going. So please let us know what you want to hear about and, uh. Let us know what you don't want to hear about. <laughs> We're open to all things. So, um, and if you enjoyed listening to us, uh, please share this with a friend and help us grow the show. So, thanks so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. <laughs>